Nun Ches Samad Beis, bottom line, last two words, Amar Rav. Amar Rav. Rav was, uh, um, he, he was the Gadol Hador in the first generation of Amar Rav in Eretz Yisrael. He also happened to be the youngest, or one of the youngest in Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi Shir. So he certainly had a, a fantastic Messiah. I think even from his youth, it was, uh, he was recognized as being something great. Amarav, Ani Minyana Rebbe. So when Rebbe Yudanasi and his base medrash and maybe like his uh, his basedin would discuss an issue and come to a conclusion, there was a, a minion that was taken. There was a, a, a vote. Uminoi didi manubiresha, and from me they would count first. In other words, I would be the one to put in the first opinion, either us or mutter. Uh, Puzzle, or whatever it was, I, I would give my opinion first. The problem is Vanansanan, We have a Mishnah, Sechel Sanhedrin, two lines of it, and it it seems to indicate that uh, for like monetary issues, which is what Rav was discussing, uh, you would start the vote from the leader, from the head, from the from the wisest, from the uh, Av Beistin. Dine says the Mishnah over there. There's a list of different things that a court could. Uh, uh, adjudicate Dine Mominus, I doubt online Mominus, that's what we're talking about here, monetary issues, as well as Tarais and Tumais, those issues, if that's what's being discussed and the time comes for a vote, Matrilin Minha Gadol, those um, you, you start from the greatest. So it wouldn't be Rob, probably would have been Rebuda Nasi sitting up at the front. Kama, only Dine Nefoshais, which is really like uh, issues of life and death, are you going to execute the person or not? There, matzchilin min hatzad. You take the opinions starting from the tzad, meaning from either the katanim or the benonim, but not from the greatest, because the issues of that level of intensity would be very hard if the gadol ador said either we should kill him or we shouldn't kill him for the others to argue. It's not as intense an issue as if it's no. this is have to pay fifty dollars, this one get a knas. What's the problem with that? That's the end of the Mishnah. Well, Rebbe says they started with me, but uh, um, here we see they, they start with uh, the greatest, which wouldn't have been Rav. So, Amar Rav, Bray de Rav, Vitem Rav Hillel, Bray de Rebbe Wallace, shiny Minyana de Bay Rebbe. It was different, the Minyana de Bay Rebbe, because Rebbe was, Rebbe was Rebbe. Rebbe put together the Shishit Mishnah. He was one of the greatest leaders ever. It's one thing when you have the Av Beistin. They're always chashuv. It's another thing when the Av Beistin is like one of the greatest of all time in Jewish history. Dekulhu minyana. No matter what they were voting on, whatever they were coming to a decision in his Beistin, min hatsad They would always start min hatsad. So a regular Beistin, it would depend on the issue being discussed. And Rebbe's Beistin, since Rebbe was so far above and beyond everyone else head and shoulders, it always had to start from the side, because no matter, even with just, is he high $50 or not, if Rebbe said either he is or isn't, it would be very, it would be challenging for others to argue. Period. Once we brought one Memra of uh, um, that name, here's another Memra of the same name. Ve'amar, Rabba Breda Rav of Yitema, Rav Hillel Breda Rebbe Wallace, Mimois Moishavad, Rebbe, from the days of Moishavbenu until Rebbe Yudanasi, it was uh, about 1,500 years, lo matzinu, Torah u'gedula b'malkim echad. We didn't have Torah, which would be, let's say, the Gadol Hador and Torah, and these two things usually don't go together, u'gedula, which is the, I guess, the authority or the leadership of the Jewish people. They're often two different 
characters. Uh, by Moshe Rabbeinu, though, and by Yehuda Nasi, they were both in the same person. Okay, so now we do a little whirlwind tour through Jewish history from about the year 2500 to about the year, when was Rebbe? About 3900. Uh, there were a whole bunch of other great Jewish leaders that seemingly had both of those uh, positions. Velo, uh, we ask, uh, ha, have Yehoshua. What about Yehoshua? He was the Torah leader, he was the political leader, so to speak. Well, that's true. However, he had somebody else along with him, Have Elazar. And as long as um, Elazar um, was around, um, he, uh, you could not say Yehoshua had both the Torah and the leadership. Have Elazar. Okay, after Yehoshua died, what about Elazar? Well, there was also Have Pinchas. Uh, you had Pinchas, and uh, Pinchas would have shared some of that. Uh, authority. Vahavi Pinchas, what about Pinchas after Elazar? Well, you had the Zekanim, the unnamed Zekanim. We know some of them from the Pesukim, maybe Osniel or Boaz were different Zekanim. Vahavi Shaul, what about uh, King Saul? He was Gadol Batira. Um he, uh, he was certainly the, the leader of the Jewish people, political leader, the king. Uh, well, Have Shmuel, you had at the same time that Shaul was alive, Shmuel, who was, uh, uh, at least at the time that Shmuel was alive, um, uh, more, uh, more of a chacham. But Shmuel did pass away at a certain point, and Shaul was still alive. Well, says the Gemara, and we're going to keep answering this, is the first of about five or six times, Kulu Shani Kambrinan. When we said you don't have Gedula in Taran leadership, um, in the same place we're talking about in their entire span of leadership, not part of the span of leadership. Vahave David, what about Melech David? Well, Have Ira Hayyiri. Ira Hayyiri was uh, a greater Chacham than uh, David Amelech. Vaha Nach but Ira Hayyiri died at a certain point, leaving just David Amelech. That's true. However, our list includes only Kulushani Boinan, people who, from the time they were. The greatest Torah leader, they're also the greatest political leader, and that's not the case over here. Vahave Shlomo, what about Melech Shlomo? Well, the problem with that is you had Shimi ben Geira. Vaha Katle, well, we know we had him executed, so then after Shimi was executed, you had just Shlomo Melech. Well, that's fine, but our list is only Kulushani Kamrinan, those who were uh, leaders, uh, greatest in Torah knowledge and leaders of the Jewish people the entire time. Have Chizkia, what about Chizkia? Uh, king uh, will have a Shavna, there was Shavna. Ha Iktil, he was killed. Again, Kulishani Kamrinan. Fahave Ezra, what about Ezra at the end of the Bayesh uh, of the Bayeshani period? Well, Have, and these two can never get away from each other. Nechemia ben Chachalia. Ezra, you had Nechemia. Okay, um, well, that sort of covers a whole about 800, 900 years of Jewish history, and um, you start with Maisha, and you end with uh, Rabbi Amar, Rav Acha, Brederava, Afani Aymer, Mimais Rabbi, who we know was the leader of Jewish people, and Masada of the Mishnah, he said, Adrav Ashi, who sort of did the same thing with the Gemara, Lomatzin, we don't have Torah Gedul, Vemakim Echad. All right, the low? Really? We don't? Vehahave, Huna Bar Nathan. Have you heard Huna Bar Huna uh, Barnasan is uh, <laughs> apparently that just because you're not named a thousand times in the Gemara doesn't mean you weren't something. Huna Barnasan. Well, the Gemara answers the reason why he wouldn't uh, share that that list because shiny Huna Barnasan the make of Ravashi as great as he was, he was still subservient uh, to Ravashi. 
says the Mishnah, a cheresh roimezu nirmaz. Um, person who's cheresh, deaf mute, can't speak, can't really hear, but they can do a uh, remez. Uh, a remez is hands or head. And it's obviously society-based. Like if I ask you, are you hungry? And you do this, it means yes. If you do this, you do no. But the, in the society, you understand also, uh, should we go to the doctor? Thumbs up, I mean that. So those types of signs would be good for a cherish to indicate what his intentions were. Ben Becerra, who we boxed, Aymer Koyfez Venichvats. Literally means like jumping, but not exactly jumping. He's lip movements, like uh, a smile or a frown or something like that, would work in the realm of metaltalin. Let's say he's selling metaltalin and we want to know what his intention is, that would work. Hapautais, those are little children. Uh, under Barbas Mitzvah, Mekhan Mekach, Memkron Memkor, what they purchase is considered a purchase, what they sell is considered a sale, which normally might not be the case, um, but here we would allow it. Metaltin, again, in the realm of movable property. Says the Gemara, Rav Nachman, I underlined Rav Nachman here, is the number one. Two lines later, you know, the middle of the line is another Rav Nachman who I underlined. We'll have two Lashainas of what Rav Nachman is going to come to say as he uh, qualifies the machlokus here that we just had in the mission between the Tanakama and Ben Becerra. Amrav Nachman, that machlokus between the Tanakama and Ben Becerra, but metaltalin is specifically, we're talking about movable property, a bowling balls, a coffee table, lounge chair. Aval begitten, if the issue is a get, in other words, you have a person who is a deaf mute, wants to give a get to his wife. Um, he was a deaf mute. He got married for whatever reason, he wants to get divorced. Since the relationship started with him being a deaf mute, then he's able to sever whatever the significance of that relationship is in the same way. Everyone would agree. Okay. Pshita. Well, yeah, why would you think that Ben Becerra wouldn't agree with that? Because when Ben Becerra said what he said, he said it's only in the realm of bowling balls and lounge chairs that you want to transfer ownership of. It's unmovable. We didn't mention anything about, uh, let's say, Gitin. Well, you might have thought that when he said metaltalin, what he meant was Ben Becerra, that is, off the metaltalin. He's just giving metaltalin as an example and saying, even metaltalin, like Gitin and metaltalin, Kamash Malan, that's not what he means. He means metaltalin and metaltalin only. But when it comes to gitin, you would need a more significant sort of indication from the cheresh that that was his intention. That's the first lesson of Nachman said. Ika da Amri, alternatively, we had a letter of Nachman, number two, uh, in this lesson, Rav Nachman says the opposite. He says, ki, in explaining the Mishnah, the Machlokas Tanakhama verse Ben Becerra, ki, I double underline that letter, the chaf, uh, like the Machlokas Metaltan, Kach Machlokas Begitin. They would also disagree when it came to Gitin, and Ben Becerra would allow a lesser indication, just a like a, a lip type of movement, which would indicate, which is not as clear that that's what the Cherish wants, but we would take that even for Gitin. Really, Vahanan, Ben Metaltan, Slan. But look back at the Mishnah. Ben Becerra said, in the realm Metaltan. So, uh, it's not a problem. Ema, you have to understand that what Ben Becerra meant when the Mishnah has him saying that is af b'metaltalin. Also metaltalin. In other words, forget Isha, and also in metaltalin. The, the second line of the Mishnah had said that young children, mechan mechach, if they buy something, it's considered they bought it. If they sell, it's a sale. B'metaltalin. Va'ad kama. Va'ad kama uh, here, 
uh, would mean up until like uh, what age, uh, which I guess working down. We know a boy who's bar mitzvah, a girl's bar mitzvah, she can do things to have, uh, have deals and it'll work. How young can the kid be? So machvi, it was a machvi, like signaled, Rav Yudel, the Rav Yitzhak Bray, kibar shis, kibar shev. Each one of them is going to give two ages. And I, I think it's probably for a boy or for a uh, girl, which is what the Munke Yosef says. So for a uh, girl, six years old, a boy, seven years old. Rav Kahanamar, kibar shev, kibar tamni, seven years old or eight years old. Bimas Nisatana, we have a thing source that says, kibar teisha, kibar eser, like nine or ten. The low pligi, there's no machlokas between all these different uh, ages. Kol chad v'chad v'chorfe, it really has to do with, is the kid sharp enough to know what he's doing? Usually a two-year-old is not. Usually a 12-year-old boy or an 11-year-old girl is. And, and it would depend on when you see the kid having a basic level of understanding that um, they can purchase things and understand what it means and sell things. V'tayim amai, what's the whole reason that we make a under Barbas Mitzvah child's Kinyanim stand, Am Rabbi Abba Bar Yankov, Am Rabbi Yochanan, and the name Mishum Kidei Chayev. It would be a um, very unsecure situation for especially orphans, you know, uh, 10, 11 year olds, if the things that they bought or things that they sold, the deal wouldn't stand. And therefore, for the, the whole Perik, actually, two problem from Tikkun and to have society uh, work and function better, Mishum so the kid can do what he needs to do. Um, we uh, allow their deals to stand. I put a brackets in here, and it goes down the bracketed section about five lines till the last word on the line is comma, and three words before that. When it says Nimtach, I close the brackets because right after the brackets we're going to ask, well, we know in a regular, like if I sell you something and I overcharge you or I undercharge you, there's halachas about that. Usually like a one-sixth ripoff. If it's more extreme than that, the deal's off. Uh, before we get to that, in the brackets, I guess because we have the same name, we just had the name of Baba Bar Yankiv. So um, there's a pasuk in Malachim Beis. It says, so uh, he said to the one who was in, in charge of the Meltacha, which is he's talking about Yehu, and uh, he says, take out the garments for all of the Baal worshippers. What's the Meltacha? He was in charge of the Meltacha. Amar, here's ostensibly why we're bringing this. I underline the name again, Rebaba Bar Yankov Amar Yochanan. Meltacha is a very fine material. Davarha nimlal ve nimtach. So Meltacha the memlamid is malal, like rolled, and nimtach is stretched. What type of material is it that you would um, roll it and stretch it? Basically, flax, which I think turns into linen when you process it. Kiasa, Ravdimi, Amar Yechanan, Shiger Loi, he had a, a, a scent, uh, who sent uh, this uh, character by the name of Bunyim ben Nunyim. Who did he send it to? To Rebbe. And uh, what did he send him? Um... I guess, you know, it's like you send the Rebbe, you, you uh, buy a shirt company in China, an import shirt. So nothing better than if you see the Rebbe, the Rosh Hashiva, wearing one of your shirts, then you could try to hock it to everyone else. So this Bunyim Ben Nunyim sent Rebbe four examples of a very fine garment. He sent him the Sivni example, the Chumos example, the Salsala example, and the Malmala example. And those were all uh, silk, I guess, shirts or cloaks that he had sent to him. The... Now, the, the material is so thin and so fine, the Sivni and the Chomis ones, 
You could fold them up. I guess if you, like, you need to pack light, you're traveling. Your wife says, uh, honey, pack light. We don't have a lot of room. So y- you know how big of a space it takes up when you fold up one of those garments? Well, ke'amguza Basically, you could fold it up into the size of a walnut. Imagine you could fold your shirt up into the size of a walnut. That would be very impressive. And a salsa on the malmala, those two uh, material garments, like a, he gives a laws word, I think, here, but like an acorn and half an acorn. Okay, a very fine material, very, very thin. My malmala, so what is malmala? Why is it called malmala? Davraha nimlal. Which we saw a few lines ago, the, the way that you process, I guess, from uh, flax to make it into uh, a fine linen would be by uh, rolling and stretching it. Okay, that's the end of the brackets because now we ask, when you're dealing with a business deal that a 8, 9, 10-year-old did, let's say the kid realizes that he severely underpaid or severely overpaid. Um, when do we say that the deal is called off? Well, basically the one-sixth cutoff. If you have an item, and they're the type of item that would have a known market price, um, more than one-sixth, either way, either overpay or underpay, the deal would be called off. What happens if a 9, 10, 11-year-old gives a matana? What do we say? Is that good? Did, did, that, is it, did the transaction go through? Well, Rav Yemar, who I underlined, Amar, ain't matana matana. No, no, no. A kid who's uh, under Barbas Mitzvah cannot legally transfer ownership of something via matana. Mar um, Baravashi, we underline Amar, yes, matana matana. No better way to get an honest answer than to send the question to somebody and switch the shitas. Because let's say you're afraid or you're just not sure, maybe they favor one of the two shitas, so you switch the opinion, send him to the grand rabbi and see what his answer is. And that's what uh, they did with these two opinions. They, uh, the Bene Yeshiva, either purposely or maybe even um, mistakenly, they sent the question um, with the opinions that were just stated flipped around. Amar lay, and what with the opinions flipped around was of Mordechai's response. Zilu Amar Le Bar Mar, you go tell Bar Mar, that would be Mar Baravashi, as Ravashi was the master, Mar Baravashi was his son, you go tell him, love, that basically he got it wrong. And, and I remember, I, I was there. We, we, were, we were there like in, in the lunchroom, in line, or we were there going into the base of Hedish. Was it not the case, if I remember correctly, Kai Mar, when Ravashi himself was standing, I remember this, I have like a photographic memory, Chad Karya Ara, he had one foot was still on the ground, but Chad Karya Darga, he was going up a ladder, going upstairs, like outside our, uh, the shul over here, he had the stairs going, I remember, he had one foot on the sidewalk, one foot on the stairs, Ve'amarnale, and we, we asked him, and we said to him, oh, what is it, like an eight, nine, ten year old, and he gives him matana, matana saimai, ve'amarlan, and what was his response? Don't you remember? He said, Matana sa matana. It's a good matana. So how could you possibly say that his son himself is saying that it is not a good matana, which the truth is he wasn't. He had said the opposite. It was a good matana. And not only did he say some matanas, all matanas of putas are good. Achas, whether it's a matna shriv meira, whether it's a matnas bari, someone is death, but someone healthy. Achas matana meruba, a big gift. Achas matana muetes. Any matana given by putas is good. Says the Mishnah, here's a further list of things that the Rabbanan uh, said or instituted because of um, 
more harmonious relationship that will result in society. Number one, we're going to list them off with one through one through six, one through seven, and then uh, the Gemara will go over each one. Spend most of the time on the first one. Kohen Kaira Rishoin. You have public tour readings, and um, different people get aliyahs. The Kohen reads first Va'achrov, and after him the Levi Va'achrov, and after him the Yisroel. Why Mipnei Darkei Sholim? Okay, uh, that was the first issue. Second issue, number two. When you used to have a courtyard, join courtyard, a lot of different houses, and whatever house would be the one that would have the loaf of bread that was you know everybody purchased to chip in. Um, you keep the area of going to that same uh, place. Also, Darke Sholem. The, the Gemara is going to explain what the Darke Sholem is in each one of these uh, cases. Number three, uh, we, at least most of the time, the Western world turn on the tap, water comes out. Once upon a time, there were no taps, but there were running rivers, and it was huge if your property was near a, either a well or certainly a, 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 a water a, a river. Uh, Bor shukarev la'ama. The ama was, let's say, uh, a, a watering uh, canal, and it had water flowing through it. And you had your bore, your water cistern, that you could store water there. Mitmale rishain is the one who gets to fill up first. Mimne darke shalom. So the, the further upstream, uh, that's the one that fills up first. Number four. Mitzudas chaya oifesudogim. Um... Wild animal, bird, or fish traps. Yesh behemishum gezel. If uh, somebody said it and caught the animal in such a way that it didn't acquire it, uh, you can't just go by and take that, let's say, fish out. Make um, it seems like maybe you could, but we say you're not allowed to. The person who set the trap has to get it. Mimne darke sholem. Rabiosi disagrees. I double and Rabiosi on this fourth, uh, fifth, and sixth issues that we're going to see. Rabiosi disagrees and says, no, it's actually Gezel Gamor. Uh, it's not just a dark Shalom if you were to take, let's say, that fish that was in somebody else's trap. It would be full fledged Gezel, which uh, Rashi says right away we're talking about Gezel Gamor, Mita Rabbanon. It can't be that Gezel Gamor, Mita Raisa, because it's not dark Shalom, but it would be maybe Durabanon. Fifth issue, the Metzia of a, a less than full able-bodied adult human being, like a cherish, a shaita, or a katan, if they find something, normally you just take it away from them. Hey, well, that's not a yeah. Cal Ripken rookie card. Uh, I'll take that. Thank you. Metziah of a cherish, shaita, or katan, yesh mishum gezel, meep ne darke sholem. Because it works much better if people aren't grabbing things away from these uh, members of society. Whereas Rabiosi, by double underline, oimer gezel gamor, that's full-fledged gezel. Number six. Uh, if you have a poor person, he's up in the olive tree. I think the way that you pick olives is not one at a time, but you, you bang it or shake it, and a lot of them, when they're ready to fall, they'll, they'll fall. So now, where is he? He's up there. You're down there. Oh, look, it's raining olives. I'll take a bunch of those. But you see there's an ani up there. So the ani hamanake brisha zayis, mashetachtav, the olives that are underneath that tree, which he's just been working on to shake the tree to get them to fall down, would be gezel, but only mitnei darke sholem. Rabiosi, we double underlined a third time, uh, says no, it would be Gezel Gamor. And the seventh issue. Uh, really, a uh, Jewish field uh, is supposed to have certain parts, uh, forgotten sheaves, um, uh, forgotten pieces, maybe corners that. It, it, uh, it, the poor Jews are supposed to come and collect. Let's say there are poor Gentiles who come. Um, we, we don't. We like don't interfere. We don't tell them off. 
Because um, it certainly seems to work better for society if we don't uh, tell them to get lost, even though maybe like Mikoritin, they're not supposed to be taking it. Okay, Minahani Mili. What's the mucker for this? And what we'll do is going to go through the seven issues mentioned. The first is over here. I put a number one in the margin and boxed it. And the only ones that we'll get to Mitzvah today would be two and three, which is the second half of this year. So uh, let's start the first. Menani Mili, what's the mucker for this? That the Kohen reads first, then the Levi, then the Yisroel. So Amar of Masna, where do you see Kohen uh, takes precedence, especially like over Levi? So we'll have four... Psukim that are going to be brought. Rav Masna, who I underline, is the first. He says, Damar Kral Pasuk says, Bible class 101, we know the Kohanim come from Levi. Do I not know that Kohanim are B'nai Levi? Why then in the Pasuk is it calling them the Kohanim B'nai Levi? Ella, what it's telling you is an order. Kohen Beresha, Vahadar Levi. First the Kohen, then the Levi. So too, when you have a public Torah reading, first Kohen, then Levi. Rabbi Yitzhak Nafko, who I underlined, is the second approach. Amar Mehacha, from this Pasuk. Pasuk says, Banigshu uh, ha-koyhanim b'nei Levi. Okay, same thing. Why are you telling me the b'nei Levi? Atu, Anan, what, we don't know Yadina dekana b'nei Levi ninu? Kama ela Kohen b'reisha bahadar Levi. It's coming to tell you order of precedence uh, in in event, events where both of them would be Shaykh. Number three is Ravashi. Underline Ravashi, Amar Mehacha. Uh, Pasuk says, this is a Pasuk in Divar Yamim, uh, the family lineage of Amram, the Bnei Amran were Aaron, Moshe, Uvayibadel Aaron, and Aaron was separated at Lahakdishoi Kodesh Kadashim. Okay? Um, was he a Kohen? Aaron? He was. Was his brother a Levi? He was. So apparently the Kohanim were Kodesh Kodashim, and the Levim would be just uh, Kodesh, and Kodesh Kodashim comes first. And finally, Chia Baraba, who we underline, he's a fourth, uh, brings a fourth Pasuk, Amar Mehacha. From this Pasuk, it says by the Kohanim, Ve'ki Dashtoi, that would mean Lechol Darashim Kedusha, in all uh, issues that have to do with holiness. Like anywhere where the Kedusha of the Kohen it can be publicly recognized, and certainly Kriyas Atayr would be one of them, uh, that's where we have him go first. Tandabir Bishmal, a little brace, it goes two lines and uh, starts here, coming off that Pasuk that we just had the word. It says, Ve'ki dashtoi, you uh, sanctify Ve'ki dashtoi, that's the whole Davashe Bekedusha, and it gives some examples. Um, Liftoach, Rishain, like any honorable thing, whether it's uh, reading from the Torah or who's the first to speak. Ulevarech um, Rishain, uh, first bracha might be the one who is on the hamotzi, might be the one who leads the benching. Velitol maneyof Rishain, and to uh, if there's ever a split, that uh, okay, we'll split it in half. Who gets to choose? The Kohen gets to choose. Amlei Abai who underlined the Rav Yosef who also underlined. Okay, uh, we had said in the Mishnah, I think on each one of these cases, so the first case, Kohen reads first, then Levi, then Yisrael, Mipnei Darkei Sholem. And what we're listing off over here is a bunch of psukim that seem to indicate that the Kohen comes before the Levi. 
So says by Rav Yosef, which is a three-word quote from our Mishnah, they just listed off a whole bunch of different Mekaris. Well, Amarle says Rav Yosef back, true, they're De'oraisa, and it's almost like, the, you know the Rav Shimon approach who Darshan's time of Dekra? Right, they're De'oraisa, and when we say Mnei Darkei Sholem, Umimnei Darkei Sholem, and it's the explanation of why the Psukim uh, do, uh, do that. Okay, uh, Abai says back, well, if we're getting all flowery like that, um, Rav Yosef, then the whole Torah is Darkei Sholem. Kol HaTorah Kula, Namim Nei Darkei Sholem. Dichsiv, Pasuk says, Derachecha, her ways, ways of the Torah, Darkei Noem, Bechol Nesif Oiseha, Sholem. So we can say the whole Torah is Darkei Sholem. Ella, my um, squiggle on the Ella, it's still Abai, but Abai is going to go to his other uh, Rabbi, uh, Rabba, to uh, give an understanding. Ella Amar Abaye, Lekedemar. Um, essentially, the, the, the mission is referring to something very specific when it uh, is teaching this uh, order of Kriyas uh, Taira, Desanya, like we see in the following three-line Brisa. Uh, says the Brisa, and then we'll see what Rabba commented on the Brisa. Um, let's say there is uh, one plate of hummus, and uh, we each are going to have a pita, and we're going to slop up our pita in the, in the hummus. It would be improper for, let's say, uh, if uh, you had to go relieve yourself or uh, you know, talk on the phone to your wife, if you had your phone, and um, I would start eating. So I would not be allowed to do that. If the two of us are eating together, it would, you can't do that. If you're going to be eating from the same plate, you got to wait. However, let's say it was me, you, and Yerachmiel, and um, you had to go talk to your wife on the phone, then Yerachmiel and I, three people, ain't mamtinin. Not that it wouldn't be nice to, but we don't we don't have to. Uh, here's another halacha: habotzea who poshit yodetchila, the one who breaks uh, the bread, like the balabayis says hamotzi, he's the one who would take his I don't know his piece of alaf or whatever they had and use it to slop up some of the chopped liver or the hummus or whatever it is that he's putting on his bread. Vi'im balach like kavod lerabai oylemisha gadol mimenu harishus biyadai. Uh, let's say, you know, it's uh, me, you, and Yerachmiel, and uh, Revel Yashuv are eating together. So if we want to uh, you know, honor Revel Yashuv uh, with being the first one, then that would be totally fine. That's the end of that b'risa. Why are we bringing this in? Because v'amar mar, again, it's Abayi is referring to Rabbah as his master, Rabbah, Allah, loishanu ela b'sa'uda. That which we said that the one who should go first can give that like honor to someone else that's only at the meal of all the base if it's coming to an aliyah and you have a kohen and sitting there is you know uh you know the rabbi uh no low because if you start doing that then every jewish congregation one of the ways you know they're like jewish uh, uh dna is because people seem to argue about these things but it, it would cause fights and therefore uh, no we never honor uh, anyone unless the last name is Kohen or Kat basically have to be a Kohen to get the first Aliyah. Period. Amr of Masna, underlined his name, Hada Amrus Besa Knesses Loi. That which you said that we don't do it in the Shul, well, there's Shul and then there's Shul. Loi Amr, and that's only Beshavas and Taivim. My dad underlined Shabbos and Yomtev. Because Shabbos and Yomtev, much bigger crowd. Deshrichi Rabim. However, if it's just a regular old Aval Besheni Bechamishi, like a Monday or Thursday, Low. That would not be the case, meaning if you had a Kohen, let's say the only Kohen he wants to uh, defer to his Rebbe or someone else, that would be okay. seems like the Insuye part is when there's more people there. Less people, less chance of Machlokas. 
The Gemara says, really? You could do that on a Monday or Thursday? Any? Question mark. Forget about on a Monday, Thursday. Rav Huna, he was not a Kohen. Even on Shabbos and Yom Tov, he would get the first Aliyah. That, that goes against everything we're saying. How could he possibly get it? Well, Rav Huna was different. Shiny Rav Huna, because Rav Huna was the undisputed, recognized Gadol that even the Kaihanim who were Gadolim recognized him. Da'afilu Rav Ami Ravasi, who were Kahani Hashivi Deres Yisrael, Meikaf Havu Kaifile, were subservient to him. So basically, don't bring in Rav Huna because that's the exceptional case. Kama. Amar Abaye, underline his name. Naktinan, what happens? You're reading the Torah, and uh, the Gabbai says, uh, Kohen? Anyone a Kohen here? There's no Kohen. Ain't Sham Kohen, then what? Does he go next to ask if there's a Levi? Or no, the whole order is, uh, is, is broken apart, and it's just anyone. Nisparda hachavila. Literally, like, the, the bundle or the package is, uh, is unwrapped. Is, uh, is Basically, there's no order anymore. That's what Abaye says. Vamar Abaye. I circled his name, Naktinan. We have the tradition, Ainsham Levi. Let's say there is no Levi there. Levi? Now, which Aliyah are we on? In the second Aliyah already, because we must have done the Kohen, or maybe we're just continuing. Then, Kaira Kohen. You have a Kohen read in the number two spot, which is normally the Levi spot. The Gemara says, Aini? Really? That's what you do? Question mark. Vama Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan had said, Kohen, I squiggle underline, Achar Kohen, Lo Yikra. And underline Lo Yikra. You have in Shul. You called first Aliyah, Kohen. Then you call another Kohen for the second Aliyah. Don't do that. Don't call another Kohen. Why? Because what's everyone going to say, or some people, the, uh, the people who start these types of rumors, oh, what was with the first guy? I thought he was the Kohen. Why are they calling the second guy as a Kohen? Mishun Pegamai shall reshine. I don't know shall reshine. They might like, start spreading rumors that there must be something wrong with the, the lineage of the first guy who we thought it was a Kohen. Kama. Also, says Rabbi Yochanan, Levi, I squeal on Levi, Levi Achar Levi, Lo Yikra. You called up a Levi for Shani. Then the next Aliyah, don't call up a Levi. Why? Mishum pegam shnehem. I don't underline shnehem. Apparently, people are going to say, oh, what's going on over here? The third or second guy, he was a levy, but then the third guy was a levy. Is the third guy a levy because the second guy there was something wrong with? And they're the re- having a replacement who's a good levy? Or maybe the third guy who got the aliyah who we thought was a levy, well, maybe he really isn't. Maybe he's just Israel. That's why he got the third aliyah. Okay, but what do we see? This would be a question on. Abaye, because here we see you don't call a Kohen after a Kohen. So the Gemara answers no. When Abaye was saying that if there's no Levi, you call a Kohen, what he meant is you already had the first Aliyah with Bob Cohen. Then, hey, a Levi here? No Levi. You know what you do? You call Bob Cohen again, the same, same Kohen. When Abaye said his din, but also Kohen. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan's din was you called up Bob Cohen for the first Aliyah and you want to call up Jim Cohen for the second Aliyah. That you can't do. Okay. As long as we brought this Rabbi Yochanan in, we have an interesting issue going on here. What was the concern? The concern, Kohen Achar Kohen, was because people say the first Kohen. The, the, the concern of the Levi Achar Levi is both of them might have problems. Maishna Levi Achar Levi, Dika Pagam Shneim, Da'amri, because, you know, what are the experts out in the crowd going to maybe start murmuring? Uh, ooh, Chad Minayu Lav Levi, who uh, one of them is from probably like his last name is Levi, but you never know. Maybe his dad was fooling around, or his mother was like a, uh, someone who was problematic. Oh, well, if that's the case, comma connector, then Kohen Achar Kohen Nami Amri. Well, shouldn't we say it's a concern that we might say both of them are problem? Chad Minayu Lav Koyin, who? 
Why were we only concerned with the Rishon? Well, you know why? Because in the case of the uh, Kohen, we know the father, and for that matter, we know the father and the mother, Dehai Sheni, of the second guy who got called up as Kohen, De Kohen who. He's for sure a Kohen. And his kid then for sure is a Kohen. That's why we're only going to have a concern about what the status of the first Kohen. Well, one second. If that's the way we're answering when it comes to the Kohen, why don't we say then what is a Levi or Levi that we also know that the father, we know the family, perfect reputation. We know the mother, we know the father. And then also you'd have the same situation. Rather, Ella, Amri, Mamzeris, Oynesina, Nasiv, well, it must be that, you know, that maybe what happened is, yeah, we know the father, we know his current wife, but maybe this kid came from a mother who was a mumzeris and a sina, in which case there'd be a, a problem with his status as being a lady. Well, the Gemara says, well, then hachanami, so to over here, Amri, maybe the Kohen, who we know the father, but why don't we say the same kashash, grusha chalutza nasiv. Maybe this Kohen, the first Kohen's mother, is a Kushu Chalutza, the Achle Lazare, and, and the kids are Chalalim. So we're really stuck as to why the Chashash by the Kohen is only the Chashash of Pram the Rishon, and um, the Levi has become Shneim, and the Gemara concludes, and I guess we'll conclude the Shir, Saif Saif Levi Mi Kahave. At the end of the day, is he a <coughs> Levi? When you have somebody getting called up in the second position, who usually gets that? Levi. Third position, Yisrael. But if you have a Kohen, you called up for the first position, and then you call somebody up in the second position, do you have any chashash that that's a Kohen who's maybe problematic? No, because he wouldn't get the second. He would get, at the best, the third. And that's why the only concern is the status of the first one, not the status of the second one. Because the second one, if it was a problematic status, there's no way he'd be called up second. He would be called up only third or afterwards and yet you don't you don't you don't call up a Israel instead of a Levi in but this this Kohen whoever he is you have to correct you definitely have 10 people there and you definitely have um, other people who are there who can get the Aliyah if you're calling up second no chashash that he is anything other than a good Kohen but you call it what was the guy who got Kohen was first yeah because he was a problematic situation but there's no way you'll think that the one who got second is a problematic situation if his name is Cohen. Who exactly are we concerned about in Shul that's going to start spreading rumors about this guy's family? Uleman. Who is going to do something like that? Well, a very small minority of the congregation, but a minority that we're always very concerned with, if there are the ones who are sitting there, well, they're going to be there. How many aliyahs do we have in Shul? Seven. And they'll count how many aliyahs there were. There were seven total. So the first guy must have been a Kohen. It couldn't have been even the second guy was a Kohen. And therefore, there's no way that they're going to be able to start that rumor because it's a stream obey. They said, oh, who's it for? The guys outside schmoozing, you know, having a, a, a little kiddish club in the middle of Kriya Satira, it's those characters. And apparently we're very concerned about the Elala Yoitzin, the ones who leave in the middle of Kriya Satira. They don't know. Of course, in their infinite wisdom, they come to the conclusion that since it was a Kohen and another Kohen, it must be that one of them, like uh, you know, maybe his mother was a Mamzeris. That's who we are concerned about. Okay, Ad Khan. <laughs>